podcast here. Fixing it. Um, the one of the reasons that a lot of us are not happy and and it's hard for us to seek happiness is because um, there's some things broken. Um, there's some things broken in the past. It could be some things that that broke you. That broke you down last week. It could be some. It could be. It could be anything. Um, um, like in my intro, I was talking about um, my childhood, um, and a lot of unhappy people stems from the beginning, from their childhood, and and it could be something that could happen to you as a child or just an experience. Um, there's some things that. Um, that I experienced as a child that, you know, <laughs> uh, stick in my head forever. And, and it, and it really wasn't anything like seriously, seriously bad, but it was just things that stuck in my head forever. Like, wow. You know, um, uh, you know, my, I remember talking to my son about telling him about, and then, um, some of the kids in our youth group, um, this summer I had a chance to, um, sit and, um, do a, do do their class um teach their class this past summer and speaking to uh teenagers and and um telling telling my son how you know and some of the kids uh in our youth group at church some of the struggles I faced um as a kid um and it wasn't because of some some probably in my family. My family was awesome. Both sides of my family were awesome. It was just certain circumstances. Um, there's things for me that that messed me up in the head for life because of things I saw growing up in the hood as a as a kid. I mean, just on the playground, uh, uh, seeing fights, people get getting beat down, seeing people get beat almost to to death pretty much, you know, those things stick with you, um, and, and it stuck with me all my life, even when I moved here, I was 21 when I moved to Colorado, and I still had that mentality, like, hey, something, you know, watching my back mentality, and, and uh, that's just an example, uh, just an example of, of things that could traumatize you, or, or make you not happy, or make you not at ease, and I think, well, I don't think, I know for a fact that um, growing up in the church and, and having a family that, that, that um, stuck with values and, and believed in putting God first, no matter how messed up we were, <laughs> God was always put first. God was always talked about. Um, I know for a fact that if you're not, happy with your relationship with God and you're not happy with yourself um you're not going to be happy you're 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 not going to be happy and the people around you are not going to be happy and that's one of the main, main reasons God put it on my heart to do this uh series of struggling to be happy it's because there's a lot of people uh that I come in contact with and a lot of people um, in my circle that, that, uh, that say they're happy, but they're just not happy. Um, I had a few friends that on the outside was, 
was the happiest people in the world, and but on the inside, when they go home, they was dealing with all kinds of demons and ended up committing suicide, um, taking their life. And I take that, I take that stuff very serious, especially um, as a man of God, because um, there's a lot of things that can make us ha unhappy, and. If you're a person like me, you're just naturally happy. I mean, I grew up not always looking happy, but I was I was totally opposite. I was I was always happy, a happy go lucky kid. But I never looked like it. I always had this mean look on my face. I I, I don't know what it was. It was. My dad was the same way. You know, my dad till this day still. You know, he's hard. You know, he doesn't walk around smiling all the time. <laughs> I don't know if it's a hereditary thing or a hood thing. But uh, we all struggle at some point in life with, with even if we're happy people, struggling to be happy and to continue to be happy. And, and that's because going back to fixing, um, there's some things that we have to fix in our, in our, in our mind and in our spirit to enable us to, to be happy no matter what level of happiness it is or how you look at happiness um and it's still a thing where you have to fix something inside of you to continue to be happy because this world <laughs> will tear you up and spit you out and if you don't know how to be happy and if you're struggling with being happy it's gonna the world this world is gonna destroy you and uh being the big heart that god put in me, I hate to see people struggle. I hate to see people happy. Like I said before, my high and my happiness is seeing other people happy, seeing other people succeed, seeing other people do good. And I don't have any script or any verse today because this is mainly just going to be an introduction. But we need to fix things. And a lot of us are afraid to fix things. And some of us don't even know we... <laughs> we need we need to be fixed. We need to fix some things. Uh, 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 it's funny how you know you run into people and you could tell right away. Like man, you're in, there's so much denial. Like they are not happy at all. <laughs> they are in such denial. And then there are some that that you know like will put their stuff out on the table. Like hey man, I'm I'm messed up and. You know, when I, when I run into people that that are not in denial, they're, they are actually more happier. They're actually more happy because they got it out. Uh, they may not have fixed everything completely, but they got it out. They realize, like, hey, you know, I got some issues. And the thing is, just like when you go to rehab, you know, the biggest thing when people go to rehab is admitting they have a problem. Uh, we have to admit as as people that that we need to be fixed and we have to be okay to trust people that and let me let me phrase this correct trust people that God has put in our lives to fix things and there are some people that that are unbelievers that can fix Christians and I've said it before there's been people that are not Christians that have walked into my life and set me straight. <laughs> and vice versa and so that's true 
you can't have a you can't have a blind eye if you want to be fixed. You got to be able to use people that God put in front of you to be fixed. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Um, I got a couple more minutes, but I'm not gonna put out there. You know, things that probably people need to be fixed. That's not my job. My thing with this series is to help us uh, get to the point where we're not struggling to be happy anymore. And it could be something, it could be something medical that needs to be fixed. I just said I want to go name some stuff, but God just told me to name some things. <laughs> it could be something medical, it could be something mental, it could be like like I was talking before, it could be something that just traumatized you growing up, um, and you got to be able to try to figure out how to smile. I remember um, uh, one of my favorite songs back in the day was... Uh, with Scarface and Tupac song Smile and and just smile for me and I don't remember I was like man I really yell getting old cause that was one of my favorite I don't even remember how that song goes <laughs> and that was one of my favorite songs I just know Scarface and Tupac did it and and that's what I'm asking when um, as far as like doing the series this week is to encourage encourage you guys to try to smile, try to have a happy life, try to try to be happy, try you know not to struggle with being happy. But the first thing we got to do is fix some things that's inside of us, and that's the hard part. That's the that's the that's the the beginning, and that's the hard part. Once you real once you realize to try to fix things, um, the easier it is for you to be happy. Like I don't know what everybody's struggling with. I don't know, you know, who's dealing with what. God just put on my heart, like, you need to talk to about talk about the struggles of being happy. Uh, this is your boy, Cell. Um, tune in to the series rest of the week um, as, as I talk about um, struggling to be happy, trying to be happy. Um, have a good afternoon. Um, thank you guys for watching and who, for you guys that uh, listen on the podcast. Um, have a blessed day and fix it. All right, I'm back again. Can you see me? All right, back again. Uh, part two, fixing it. Um, you ask, you might ask the question. I'll ask it because, like, how the heck do we fix issues that we have? Um, how do we fix it? How do we even know we got a problem? Uh, well, first you got to figure out if you got a problem. And then uh, you fix it. The best way and the funnest way I can describe um, how to fix things in your life once you figure out there's some things that need to be fixed. There's some things broken that needs to be fixed. And we talk about anger because this series is about on on struggle on struggling to be happy and and a lot of reasons a lot of times is you're just angry people are just always angry and the best way i could the funnest way i could describe it uh there was a movie a kid's movie that came out a couple of years ago called wreck it ralph and i'm laughing because uh it was just a this was just one of those movies that me and my kids watch all the time and my old, my youngest was a baby at the time when it came out, 
and now she's starting to to re, to to watch it again and to to sing the songs and stuff and and that 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 little that kids movie had some good points and I'm not gonna get into detail all about it too much into detail about it. I'm not gonna tell you the whole movie but um you have two main characters in this movie um one was a very angry guy big dude big strong dude called wreck it ralph and then then it's just this little puny puny guy called fix it felix i think that's his name fix it felix something like that his his first name was fix it i don't remember <laughs> fix it felix i think that's what it is if i'm wrong correct me but uh Fix it, Felix. I think that's the thing. I don't care. And the, the point is, he was the one. He had Fix it, Felix had a magic hammer. It was nothing special about Fix it, Felix himself. Like I say, he was a small, puny person, but he had a magic hammer that his dad left him, and he was able to just go bling bling and start fixing things every time. Wreck it, Ralph tore something down, got angry and tore it down. There's a video game, so it was the same scenario. Wreck-It Ralph come in, bang, 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 bang. Break down the building. Strong. Wreck-It Ralph was strong. He did it all his hand. Boom, 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 boom. Come break it down. Fix it, feel it. Ding, 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 ding. Boing, boing, boing. All those little noises or whatever. Whatever they make in those video games. <laughs> but Fix It Felix. Everybody loves fix it felix in this in this video game in this particular video game in this world everybody loved him because he he was always fixing everything and everybody hated hated wreck it ralph because he was always tearing stuff apart always mad and always tearing up stuff because he was angry um he had some issues and and I just remember watching that movie how everybody was always angry and always judging Wreck-It Ralph. And they was having, um, you know, these were people, it was a building, apartment building, the way the video game was set up. And everybody had their own little spots. And Fix-It Felix was like the 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 janitor or, or, or uh, yeah, it's like the janitor or whatever you want to call it. Um, so they were always, you know, doing stuff together and Wreck-It Ralph had this little bitty, uh, house outside of the big story building that everybody else was living. He had this all jacked up little brick house on the side and he was all out by himself. And, um, and one day Wreck-It Ralph got frustrated and and left the video game, which is a big no-no. <laughs> he left the video game and went into another world. Um, long story short, uh, he landed in this other video game, and he met this girl. Long story short, with the girl, she was left alone too. And and come to find out, um, she was a glitch in a in a game before. And she got put into this other world. She got she got thrown into this other world because of 
whoever the person was that was in charge of all that, this video, this crazy video game world, um, he didn't want her to be, he didn't want her to be exposed because he was, he was, he was on top. He was the king. And come to find out, this little lonely girl was a princess in her previous game. And the person, the guy that was the, that was the king uh, in all these video games, the big concho or whatever you want to call it, uh, he knew about it and he sent her down there. And uh, Wreck-It Ralph and her had gained a relationship. And long story short, he they ended up finding out she was a princess in the other game and then uh, they had to ask, uh, Record Ralph went back into, <laughs> this is complicated, but it's, it's a good story to, to, to ask, to figure out how we fix it. So, uh, Record Ralph went back into his, uh, video game and went and grabbed, uh, Fixit Felix and uh, somebody, and some other chick from another video game. And, um, so they did that. And, um, they ended up saving, um, long story short, you know how those, they end up saving, blah, 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 blah. Um, the point is, um, Record Ralph was angry. He was an angry person and the people in his world didn't accept him. Uh, Fix-It Felix was one of those guys where he accepted everybody. He didn't have, you know, yeah, he got frustrated when when Wreck It Ralph would wreck things down and he would have to fix it. But he never really had any beef with anybody. He never had anything wrong. He never looked at anybody wrong. And so uh Wreck It Ralph went to Fix It Felix to help him save the girl. And the point I'm trying to get to you sometimes in order for us to fix and see what we What's broken inside of us, we have to go outside of our circumstances and our circles. And and God will put somebody in your life that's probably way off worse than you or at the same level as you. And you guys end up strengthening and helping each other out to get to that level of happiness. And that's what happened with Wreck-It Ralph and the little girl that, that, was, uh, that got sent to this other other video game this other dimension and as i close up i look at that that goofy little <laughs> cartoon movie that came out a few years ago i look at that and here's the thing we need a fix it felix okay uh we and god is our fix it felix this is the best way i can explain how to fix your brokenness and your happiness without preaching to you and without and without putting out scriptures because that's not what God has put on my heart to to do with this particular uh segment. This is the best way I can explain it. Uh, we need a fix we need a fix it Felix. Fix it Felix had a it was nothing special about fix it Felix. His power was in his hammer. And we need a fix-it Felix. We need a guy or a woman or a person in our lives that is there's nothing special about this person except for this this gift that they have. And fix-it Felix's gift was his hammer. 
and the, the his hammer was had the power to be able to fix things. My point is, God is that magical hammer that Fixit Felix had, and Fixit Felix is 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 that person in your life that doesn't judge you, um, loves on you, regardless of how many times you break the freaking. You break, <laughs> you break down the freaking apartment complex. You no matter how many times you wreck it, fix it. Felix is gonna love on you. Is gonna fix it and try to make it right and try to make it better. But he can only do that with with the, with his uh, magical hammer. And we can only do that with God. God is our magical hammer. We can only help fix each other. If this makes sense, we can only help fix each other if we have the power of God and. Once we realize what's broken inside of us and try to go and fix it. And that's what Record Ralph was trying to do. He even went to, <laughs> there's a scene in the movie where he even went to, uh, to a, uh, what you call it? Uh, one of those, uh, uh, I forgot, you know, uh, I forgot what you call it, but, uh, he went to one of those things where, Everybody sits around and talks about their problem. Rehab. He he went to a rehab. He did a little, a little um, He had a little intervention with other other video games that were getting treated bad and was looked at bad. And he even he even did that. He even uh, yeah. He went out and and, and sought help in order for us to fix uh what's broken inside of us we got to go out and seek help we got to go out and seek it we got to realize that we want to fix something we got to go out and seek it that's what record ralph did and in his seeking he found somebody that he can help build up he ended up helping building up somebody else and they ended up pursuing and and ended up helping each other out ended up making each other happy but they they needed help from other people um I say uh, he went and got Fixit Felix and this other chick from another video game. She was like a, she was like some warrior or something. But uh, fixing it, in order for us to fix it, we have to seek out help and we have to trust our help and we have to believe in our help and we have to help somebody else along the way and also be able to say hey i messed up and one of the things record ralph did at the end of the movie is that he went and apologized he um apologized to the people in the building and the people in the building accepted him and then he ended up instead of living in that little lonely messed up brick house he made by his lonesome he ended up staying in the building with the rest of it with the rest of the people uh, my encouragement as I close, um, seek out, once you realize you want to be fixed and you want to be happy, seek your fixic Felix. Go out and seek and try to get fixed. Find your fixic Felix. Let them help you. In other words, find some good Christian people to put in your circle. Good Christian, godly people. Not people that are going to judge you. People that are going to keep letting you knock down and keep getting angry and knock down and over and over until you get it right. Some people that are going to stick with you. Sorry about that. I don't know. My phone is ringing. Sorry. But 
that's my encouragement in order for for you to fix things. Trust in other people, believe in other people, and let people help you out, and then start helping other people. Uh, this is your boy, Cell. I hope I got the point across without preaching and without shooting out Bible verses and judging people on how to uh, fix things in order to pursue your happiness. Um, this Again, this is your boy, Cell. Have a blessed day. Um, continue to listen to the rest of them on the podcast. Um, I will do one, another live Friday, um, but just continue to, to listen on the podcast. Um, I will send links for it. Again, God bless. Uh, let's focus on being happy, y'all. All right. Yo, 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 this is your boy, Shell. Welcome to Two Faith. Two sense of faith <laughs> oh man it's oh man it's been a week uh man i'm starting to love doing this uh i think sometimes uh well not sometimes all the time when i uh especially back in the day when i used to be uh, a youth minister and i used to do sermons and and um uh, and teach classes and do uh seminars and and uh things of that sort um uh, I used to always, every time I did something that I preached on, taught on, uh, spoke about, um, things of that sort, I always learned a lot from it. It always made me a better person. It was always more for me than it was for the people that I was teaching it to or preaching it to or presenting it to. And this series has become the same thing. I'll be, <laughs> I've, 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 I'm, I'm becoming a lot more happier than I, I've have been in the past couple of months. And um, in the struggle to be happy, we tend to allow different emotions to hinder our happiness. And these such emotions are things like anger, sadness, frustration, or just being anxious. Anxious. <laughs> I can't even talk right. Um, I'm all, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to keep it pushing. So in this, in this segment, um, uh, we're going to touch a little bit about anger and in part two of fix it, I used the example of, um, the kids, um, cartoon called, called fix it Felix. And my question to anyone who's listening or hears this, um, and knows the story about um the the movie uh Wreck It Ralph with uh Wreck It Ralph and Fix It Felix with the two main characters. My question is are you um the angry person like Wreck It Ralph, the angry person that's always angry, always mad about something, always in in your feelings and tearing down Tearing down everything that that that's in front of you just because you're angry and you're hurt, or are you at that point in your life where you're a fixic Felix, where you're cool with everything and and you don't hate on anybody and you're just happy and you're will and you're able to fix things because you know where your source and your power comes from and and you be ready to go. You're good, and you 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 want to help other people, and that's my question to you 
uh, to, to to you guys today, who's ever listening. Um, let's see what God says about it, um, about anger. In Ephesians chapter four twenty six, it says, "In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry." Um, I hear this a lot, and I've heard this a lot in churches, especially when it comes to being, when it comes to having a relationship with a person. And particularly um, marriage. Um, every t- um, I've been married twice, and every time we went through counseling, this was exactly one of the things um, that was said. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not even. Gonna, um, there was one thing that uh, one of um, one of uh, the the second time I got married, the the counseling, um, the deacon and his wife um, at church at the time I was going to gave us some good um, pointers. They said, I'm not going to repeat it um, because it's kind of going off topic, trying to stay there. But one of the main things that is talked about, especially in the church when it comes to marriage, is this particular verse. But this particular verse does not just pertain to marriage. It should pertain in your everyday life. And don't let the sun go down when you're still angry. If you're Somebody made you mad and um, confront them and let them know. Now, confront them face-to-face alone. Um, the, The Bible talks about how you confront somebody. Now, if you confront somebody, especially when it comes to church business and and they don't hear it or there's no reconciliation, then yeah, go, you know, go get some help, go get some other people. I'm not going to get too deep into that either. But um, being that I'm at the state where I'm at in my life now, I used to love to argue and fight all the time. And I used to be an angry person uh, just because I was quick tempered. And I would be angry for a second. I'll be mad at you. And then next thing, I'll be wanting to hug you <laughs> and, and hang out, you know, go do some stuff. And I grew up, I grew up around a lot of women. And my older sister was notorious for if you made her angry, she was angry at you for a long period of time. <laughs> it was crazy. But, um, but yeah, you need to let it go. You need to work that work those things out. I know with me personally now again now that I'm at the point where I'm at now where I'm not letting people lock me down or let people manipulate me. Um I'm at the point now where and I've been at the point now is even stronger where I just walk away. If you if I feel I'm about to go back and forth with you, I leave the situation, and a lot of people, especially women, do not like it when men do that. But I don't do it to be rude or disrespectful or to be like, I'm not listening to you, I'm not hearing you. I know me. I know my quick temper. I know how I am, and I'm at the point in my life where I'm not going to let anybody steal my happiness. So if I'm still happy and we're going to that point, I'm going to stay happy, and I'm going to keep it pushing, I'm going to keep it moving because I don't want to do anything because I'm the type of person, you get me to that level, it's a wrap. You know, I black out and I go crazy. So 
It's either you you see the fix it fit you 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 get the fix it Felix or the wreck it Ralph when it comes to me, and I'd rather be the fix it Felix. Um, but yeah, I say that to say this is that it's okay to get angry. Even Jesus got angry. God got angry. There's countless times, especially when you think of, when you talk about God and him being angry and God's wrath. It's an emotion. It's an emotion that God put us in, put us in, that gave to us. Um, but it's not something that we're supposed to hold on to and keep. We're supposed to let it go. You know, get angry, get mad, get frustrated. Let it go. Don't hold on to it because that's when things get very complicated and 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 anger can can cause you to get sick, uh, cause you to get stressed out, and it's not cool. Um, any and and um, I'm gonna read to you James um, chapter in chapter one verses nineteen through twenty one, and this is gonna be my closing. And it says, Dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. And there's a lot of strong points in there. And I'm going to try to hurry up. And I've been trying to do good with this time. So I'm going to try to just get it in here quick. Um, we're talking about anger. And I'm going to read to you the part in those verses where it talks about um, being slow to anger. And why you should be slow to anger. And this is why we should be slow to anger. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness of God that God desires. This is not of God. God does not desire you to act and react in anger. In other words, God wants you to be happy. God wants you to handle situ situations in a good way, in a good positive way. Um, if there's some things that, you know, you're dealing with and you're dealing with with another person or things in life, I know for me, man, I'm so dang sensitive that I hear, I if I hear or see things going on in the world, I get I get upset or I get mad or I get sad and um, that's just the way God programmed me. But I don't let it affect me. I don't let it linger around because I know that's not of God's desire. God wants everybody to be happy. And it says, um, the last part, um, it says, I humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Since day one, the word has been planted in us, and, and, I, and I like to watch um, the Nature's Channel and watch uh, Wild Kingdom and things of that sort. And I think about how babies in the wild and animals, you know, in the wild, when they're born, they instantly, instinctively know what to do, and. You see how the animals instantly, especially if they're four-legged animals, they instantly, the second they're born, they're instantly walking. And that's how it is with us. We have, it's planted in us. Um, the word is planted in us. 
and the word is good and the word is happy there and and people might say well the bible said this about you know being anger and but the bible always spoke against negativity god always spoke against negativity even when it came to dealing with satan god would try dealt with it in positive ways it cracks me up and i love how in the New Testament, how Jesus dealt with the Pharisees and then how God dealt with Satan. And they, you know, I think of Job and Job and in the story of Job, God and Satan were having a conversation about Job. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't nothing in anger. They was having a conversation. It was almost like <laughs> like a pet almost. It was like same like, dude, I bet you I can get him to turn. She's just like, nah, bro, I, I I bet you you can't. That's my dude. <laughs> you know, um and a lot of people don't talk about that. A lot of Christians don't speak on that, how positive God has always been, even in the even in the worst of situations, even when things are bad, God always was, now again, there were times where there was anger, but it didn't last long. Things were handled in a, I, w- I should say a professional way. And as I close, I just want to encourage us in the struggle of being happy, realizing what is planted inside of you and what can save you that was planted inside of you, that word that's planted inside of you can save you. And just be just be quick to listen to somebody and and not always get upset. And again, with me personally, you know, I'm at the point where I'm happy now where I don't argue with people. And people take that offensive thinking that I'm not listening or I don't want to hear it. It's the fact that I don't want to go back and forth with you, especially when I know that you've been hurting and you've been dealing with some stuff and you probably woke up with some crap that you had to deal with. And now you want to stay in that bad mood. I'm not going to let you stay in that bad mood, especially if I know your situation. Like, we're not going to argue. We gonna, I'm going to crack some jokes, and we're going to have a good time, and you're going to forget about the fact that you was angry. You're going to forget about the struggles and the things that's going on in your life. This is your boy, Cell, encouraging you all that's listening not to let your, not to soap and sorrow in your anger. One of the struggles of happiness is dwelling in your anger and staying angry. Don't do that. Keep what's planted. Keep that word that's planted in you. Be positive. Be good. This is your boy, Cell. Two cents of faith. I'm out. Wow. So I guess I did end up doing it again. <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, for From what I'm talking about is... Um, I, I, I recorded this, this is the third time that I actually record this and I don't know why I'm having issues with getting through this particular segment. I know it's, um, some stuff I, I deal with personally and it's one of the emotions that I, that I talked about in the last, in the last segment and it's called, um, being anxious and I'm going to just dive right into it. Cause this is like I say this is the third time <laughs> that I've that I've done it. This is the last time I'm recorded. Um, I kept I don't know why I kept deleting, but probably it's a good thing. But anyway, in Philippians, 
chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, being anxious. So, so anxious. Very, very anxious. Is is not a good thing. And and God said, don't be anxious about anything. Anything. <laughs> he said, but instead, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I think about how relevant that is in my life as far as when I write stuff down and I write, I do a petition and I write it down, I pray over it and I put it somewhere and I let it go. And the cool thing about, um, I don't know if, uh, oh, okay, let me go back. Prayer petition, um, for you guys who don't know what a prayer petition is, is when you write down what your request from God, what you want to see happen as far as financial stuff, you know, your needs and wants, you know, whatever, whatever's on your heart, you write it down and you pray over it and you write a petition on it and you just tuck it away somewhere. I know a lot of us we that do it, we go back to it and read it. Our church is big on this. We recently did um three months ago, we all did yeah, beginning of the year, actually. We all did prayer petitions prayer petitions. And we took a Sunday and everybody brought their prayer petitions. We didn't share them. We just brought them and we laid hands on them and we prayed over them. And a few months later, a few were asked to give their testimony of the, re the man, I'm, <laughs> they gave their testimony on, well, an update on their prayer petition and what happened. And you'll be amazed how you write things down that you ask God to do. And when you leave it alone, he does it. It's just so amazing. So amazing. But we got to be obedient and willing to do that. And when you do the prayer petition, you just got to leave it. And thank him and thank Him in advance for making it happen. Because <laughs> what happens is, like later on in the verse, in the verse it says, in peace of... And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. What happens is when you do that, you 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 be at, you become at peace, and you, that peace is is from God, and peace transcends everything. I don't know if for you guys that have not experienced it, you need to test it out and just. And just and just leave things up to God and see what happens. I mean, personally, I'm dealing. I'm going through that now, where you know, and I've been telling people like I'm finally completely at peace because 
I left, I wrote things down that I wanted to see happen, that I, that I, some requests, and I just left it alone. And I am so peaceful. Yeah, there's, you know, you're going to have good days and bad days. But that's the thing about getting rid of that anxiety and just letting things go. Um, you're able to even deal with the bad days. The bad days don't even seem bad anymore because that peace transcends everything. And God will go, and God knows your heart. He knows your mind. He guards, and like in the last part of the verse says, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. He got you. <laughs> he got you. And it's so hard for us to accept that God got us, that God has us. And I think about, because I drive for a living, I think about how many people I run into that has road rage. And I think about the story when I was younger and I have a heavy foot. I always had a heavy foot. I've learned how to control it a lot more. But I used to be a speed demon. And I remember getting pulled over one time and the cop broke it down to me. He's like, look, man, <laughs> you know, if you really do the math and when you really think about it, where you're going when you're trying to get to point A to point B and you're trying to get there in a hurry, how much time are you really saving to get there? And I thought about it because um, now that you have GPSs, GPSs will tell you when you get there. You have the you have your GPS to tell you what time exactly what time you get there, and and we want to get there. I know for driving for a living, you have certain things that you have to get there at a certain time. But things that happen, traffic that happen, uh, people will slow you down. I always tell um, people like the only thing that really slows me down when it comes to delivering or getting a product or getting freight somewhere it needs to go is is other people and traffic, other people's mistakes. And that's true. That's what happens when you're anxious and you're rushing to do something. You make you make a lot of bad mistakes. And I am super guilty of that. And almost, um, yeah, pretty much because of my anxiousness, my business went downhill. And I'm... Just now trying to get it back to where it used to be. But because I was so anxious, you know, I made a lot of dumb mistakes in trying to trying to hurry up and get things done. That doesn't work. Um, so as I close, I just want to encourage you, encourage everybody. Um, just, you know, leave it up to God and let it go. And... Just try to live your life. Yes, it's easier said than done. Yeah, it's, it is that easy. We make it hard. But this is your boy, Sale. Um, two cents of faith. I almost forgot. <laughs> two cents of faith. Um, just want to encourage you guys not to be so anxious and just just calm down. Take it take it easy and and let God handle things. Let God deal with life. I'm out. Almost, I forgot to start my uh, recording for my podcast. But anyway.
in our struggle, in our struggle to be happy, what we do sometimes is we worry too much. We worry about, we worry about what we're gonna, what we're gonna eat, what we're gonna drink, uh, what we're gonna wear, um, how we're gonna get to work. You know, everything under the sun, we worry about it. And in Matthew chapter five, I'm just jump into it. In Matthew, uh, not chapter five, chapter six, verse twenty-five, it says, "Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life." What you will eat or drink or about your body, what will you wear? Is it not life, sorry, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And um, I, when I think about that, the, for the, I read this a lot of times. I always read this when I get to that point where I'm starting to worry and I'm starting to, to freak out about stuff. And uh and that first part for the first time really stuck out to me when it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. And that sticks to me because we do worry about our life and we gotta realize that um We can't, because <laughs> our lives is not up in our is not is not up is not up to us is not in our hands, and we forget that because God gave gave us so much free will. We forget that our life is not in our hands. Our lives is in God's hands, and it's like we can do about it. I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna have to leave this earth. We're gonna have to die. There's nothing we can do about it. So why worry about it? And it's just funny when you think about, man, you think about that. Don't worry about my life. Like, wow. <laughs> it, it, make, it, it puts things in perspective when you look at that first part. And like, don't worry about your life. I know there's a, there's a song out now. Um, I don't even remember who it was by. I know Snoop Dogg is in it. And... And then and there's and it goes I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you. <laughs> I ain't gonna finish the rest, but um, we that's what we need to do. We need to stop worrying about things and just live our lives and do what we need to do. Um, you know, God tells us, you know, don't worry about what you're gonna eat and drink. And then uh, chapter six. In Matthew chapter 6, uh, if you keep reading down um, from 25 on down, um, God would continue to tell you things that you don't even need to be concerning yourself with or even need to be worried about. And and that's what happens when we start, what happens is we start worrying and we start trying to figure things out. Uh, we take away our happiness and we take away we take away our joy I know when I'm around people that worry it's in, and when I worry I'm not a happy person <laughs> and it's not a happy feeling to be worrying about everything I know as a parent um, it's hard it's very hard to be 
to not to worry because you want you want the best for your kids you want your kids to eat and you want your kids to have clothes and shoot man it's hard out there sometimes you don't know where you going <laughs> how you going to pay bills i mean i know out here in colorado it's gotten real rough um cost of living has skyrocketed like man how you you can't yeah you just can't leave like how I'm gonna make it? <laughs> I'm gonna make it through. Um, happiness is the key, and not and not worrying. And back to that dang stupid Bobby McFerrin song. Um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read some. I'm gonna read the first verse of that song. And um, the first verse of that song goes: Here's a little song I wrote. You might wanna sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. Uh, let me scroll up. Um, in every in every life, we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. And then he goes on to the course. Look at that. Let's go back to that. That when when he wrote down in every in every life, we have some struggles. But when we worry, we make it double. That's very true. When we start worrying about stuff, we make we make things a lot worse <laughs> than they are. And I'm laughing because um, my daughter um, had her checkup, and um, when she was little, um, we she was going to a different doctor, so they. Come to yeah, come to find out they they uh gave her shots out in the wrong proportion. Um, you know, when kids had to have certain shots at certain times and and um they did one too early and and for the school records and everything, you know, when she went and got her checkup she had to retake that shot. And I didn't tell her. I just told her, like, you're going to the doctor to get a checkup. And when she got there, and the doctor was like, oh, well, we have to take this shot. She's like, Daddy, I have to take a shot. And so the, <laughs> and, and so the doctor told her, like, yeah, you're going to have to take a shot. But first, we're going to do this and do that. And then my daughter forgot about it. And then the lady came in with the, with the stuff and was telling me, you know, sometimes I really hate going to doctors and taking taking kids to the doctors when it's time to get them shots. Because sometimes those nurses do not help. <laughs> and so the nurse started saying, you know, yeah, Mr. Sanders, do this and hold her this way and I'll hold her this way. And my daughter started freaking out. And she started worrying because, you know, it's a shot. It's a needle and it's going to hurt. And so she started, before, the, before she even... Before the the nurse even got the knee, because he shot her in her leg. I was like, shoot, I'll take shots in her leg all day long. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So she grabs that needle, and my daughter was just freaking out. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, it's all right. And before that needle even hit her, she's like, ah. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, really? <laughs> and she's doing all that, and she... And the lady stuck her in the leg, and she's still doing. I was like, "It's done." She was like, "Oh," 
and that's how we are, man. Uh, the whole and and we was, and I, I I calmed it down, and we walked out the doctor's office, and we was walking to the parking lot, and she was like, "Daddy, it really wasn't really that bad." I was like, "I know, that's what I was trying to tell you, but you freaked yourself out, and you started worrying about things, and and that's how we are." You know, I use her as an example. That's how we are when it, when life, when life strikes us. Uh, sometimes we can see things coming. We can see trouble coming, and we start freaking out. It's like, oh shoot, oh man, you know, the car broke down. Oh shoot, how am I, man? How am I pay this? You know, barely paying the bills as it is, but I need my car and things like that. But. God tells us, you know, don't worry. God tells us in Matthew not to worry, you know. And once we get once we get to that, it's hard. I know it is. I struggle I struggle with it too, but um like I said in my last segment um on my podcast, I'm finally at the place where I have peace because I do let God take control and I do let him lead and I'm peace. I'm at peace. I'm, you know, every now and then, like, hey, I'm in a situation now. Like, hey, how am I do this? How am I pay this? How am I do that? And God starts speaking to me, like, I got you, dude. I got you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just need to hear that voice, that rebound. Like, okay, then I'm, you know, I'm on my way again. I'm happy again. But as I close, I just want to encourage us uh, not to worry, to be happy. Don't worry, be happy. That song, man, that song used to irritate the crap out of me back in the day. Oh, man, that song used to worry me. I'm going to YouTube it and and play it today and just laugh about it. But um, this is your boy, Cell. Everybody have a good weekend. Don't worry, be happy. Let God do his thing. Let God take care of everything. I'm out.